Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, December 23rd, 2021. Do you feel blessed today? What if I told you that according to God and His Word, there are many that they might not look blessed by the world's definition. Uh, the things in their life might not be going right according to what the average person might think, but they are truly blessed in the eyes of the Lord. And even there are, the Bible teaches that there's this idea of a great reversal that many that are not blessed right now, seemingly in the world's eyes, they will be the ones that end up being blessed. And there will be many that seem like they've got it all going for them right now, but that's not how it will be in the end. We're going to see this in a few of our passages today, but let's start just with the simple encouragement of Psalm 146. And you can see this psalmist is full of praise to God. Praise the Lord, he says. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. And then it says, put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. So there, somebody that's got like this princely connection that's connected to power, you would think right now they're blessed. They've got this prince on their side. But God's reminding, eh, no, that's not really going to save you. What The person that's blessed is the one whose help is in the God of Jacob, it says in verse 5, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. So there it says, hey, who is blessed? Not the one that has all the right circumstances. The one who is blessed is the one who's basically trusting in the Lord and has the Lord as their help. And even though right now, and then in the rest of the chapter, there's all kinds of descriptors, right? Even though right now that person might be oppressed, that person might be hungry, that person might even be a prisoner or blind or bowed down or a sojourner or a widow or fatherless, all of which the world would say, oh man, that's rough. Oh man, that person isn't blessed. God is saying, no, even if all those bad circumstances are true, if your help is in the Lord, then you are blessed. Not because of who you are, but because God is faithful. He keeps faith forever. And he does provide and he does protect his people. And as it says in verse 10, the Lord will reign forever. And we want to start with that. And even just, I want to encourage you not to look at your circumstances today, but to praise the Lord if your hope is in him. Because if your hope is in him, you are blessed and you have reason to praise the Lord today. We also see this idea of a great reversal as we finish Revelation chapter 18 with verses 14 through 24 today. And here we see the fall of Babylon. And what you're going to see a lot is depictions of worldly success and worldly blessing that go 
bad in a moment. I mean, look at verses 16 and 17. It says, alas, alas, for the great city that was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels and with pearls. For in a single hour, all this wealth has been laid waste, right? All these visible signs of success of the world in one hour, it says, have been laid waste. And so again, so much of what the world values and the world thinks of as successful, it's going to go up in flames. It says in verse 21, it says, So will Babylon the great be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of harpists and musicians, of flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And a craftsman of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. And the light of a lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all who had been slain on earth. So there, again, you see, from the worldly perspective, you would say, oh, Babylon the Great's got it going on because they've got music and they've got craftsmen and they've got you know productivity and industry and they've got the party of a wedding. Man, there's a party going on in Babylon while the, the prophets and the saints, they have been slain. Well, here we see that great reversal that the party is going to end and ultimately is the ones who follow God that will be vindicated. So again, even though this may be prophetic about something that is yet to happen in the future, there is so much for us to learn from it today that it's better to pursue God and to pursue him than to pursue the world and its definitions of success because all of that is going to come to an end, but the one who trusts in the Lord will remain forever. And we're also going to see somewhat of a similar mindset as we look at the book of Nahum today. Now, Nahum might not be familiar to you, but in some ways it's a sequel to the book of Jonah because it relates to that city of Nineveh. Now, Jonah goes and he preaches, although reluctantly, in Nineveh and they repent and their destruction is delayed, but it seems like at some point they revert to their former ways and now God is prophesying destruction against against Nineveh. And so again, Nineveh would be a city that the world would look at and say, man, they got it going on. Look at them. Look at all of that. But God is saying, no, I am going to destroy this city. And in verse six, he says, who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire and the rocks are broken into pieces by him. The Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. But with an overwhelming flood, he will make a complete end of the adversaries and will pursue his enemies into darkness. So there in verses 7 and 8, you see this contrast that the ones who take refuge in him, they're going to see the Lord is good. They're going to find him to be a stronghold. But the ones that are his enemies, they are going to come to a brutal end end, right? Nineveh looked like they had it going on, but in the end, they didn't. They were judged by God. So really, I want to encourage you to take stock of your own life today. Take stock of your blessing. And to do that, don't look at your circumstances because circumstances are so fleeting. 
There are so many people on earth today that have more money and more success than you could ever even imagine. And all of that is going to come to an end and they will be left with nothing but the judgment of God. Meanwhile, the the poorest in the earth, the people that have no political power, that trust in God, in the end, they will be vindicated. In the end, they will enjoy blessing forevermore. Which one of those kind of people do you want to be? And I hope we should know what that answer is, but think again how that should impact your life today. What is your focus? Is it on just physical, temporal things, or are you focused on eternity? Do you care more about the opinions of men or the opinion of God? Are you working more for one of those things? And also, are you trusting more in the things of this world or your bank account or your your, the equity in your home or your job security, or are you trusting in the Lord? Uh, these are important questions that from all these passages, we should be uh, seeking to apply to our own lives right here today. Uh, the last passage we'll look at today is John chapter 19, verses 17 through 27. And here we see Jesus on the cross. And there's one scene that's particularly powerful in here, and I think it's an intentional contrast that the author of this gospel, John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, puts in there. You you see the familiar story of the soldiers dividing Jesus's clothes between themselves and casting lots for um, his tunic, right? And, And it seems like here's this guy that's dying, and they are gambling over his clothes. That's such a callous scene. Right, so unfeeling to be gambling before this guy's clothes while he hangs naked on a cross. Uh, Verse 25, though, begins with a contrasting conjunction there, but, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, and it describes the others that were there. And then we see this scene uh, that I think the understanding is simple. I don't think it's a symbolic thing where John symbolizes the church or anything like that. I think what we simply see is Jesus taking care of his mother. I think from the, the silence and the absence of Joseph here, I think it's reasonable to conclude that it's likely Joseph was dead by this point. And so Jesus, as the oldest son, he would have been the one really with the bulk of the responsibility of providing for his mother. And it doesn't seem like the brothers of Jesus are faithfully following Jesus at this time. So Jesus chooses one of his disciples, John, who it seems was related to him somehow, and basically says, John, you take care of my mom. And says to his mom, mom, John's going to take care of you. While people are gambling over his clothes, Jesus is caring for his mother. And that's where Jesus, he died on the cross for our sins. But also we have to remember Jesus is the perfect example. He is the perfect man. And what an incredible example of love and selflessness that we see from him on the cross as he takes care of his mom, uh, even as others are brutally treating him. What a great savior we have. And so let us realize that blessing comes not from what the world might call success, but blessing comes from trusting in this Savior, trusting in our amazing God. And when we have Him, when our hope is in Him, we can say we are truly blessed. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.